Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday. It's the new Tuesday, but it's Thursday. <laughs> it's like Thursday is – I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, <laughs> how's everybody going this morning? I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We've got an awesome episode for you today. It's a couple days late because we've had so many moving parts. This episode um, – like Yeah, it's, it's all about Jacksonville, but more specifically – the broader picture of OCR and what we're looking towards. We have several great interviews to bring to you. Um, first up, we have Yancey, one of our Good dearest day, friends. Absolutely. Yancey, uh, no stranger to the podcast here, comes in and talks to Fit Mile um, that they yep. threw on. They had a lot of great gyms there doing some great stuff. After that, we brought in our good friend, and I got to do it right, Scott Finals. <laughs> <laughs> Scott is an avid OCR athlete um, and podcaster on his own right from yep. down here in the southeast in Florida himself. And so he participated yep. in the event um, and was able to talk to us about his experience. Um, he is also on vacation right now, so if Scott's listening to this... <laughs> right. Thank you for interrupting your vacation for us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And third and foremost, we have the race director, Garfield Griffiths. Who's more than a race director. Apparently, he does, like, the whole shebang. I didn't realize his, his, you know, responsibilities were so big. Yeah, Garfield is in deep right now in the Spartan world. Um, And and rightfully so. He's worked in this industry backwards, forwards for about everyone. Um, He knows it inside and out. I trust the dude. Um, He's a riot. It's always fun to hang out with Garfield. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, for for a guy that's touched everything in the sport to create yeah. a race that has to touch nothing. <laughs> ah, look at that. <laughs> See that now that now, now we're like getting it. clever. Now we're getting clever. Before we so, run into this episode mm-hmm. though, Leah, um, yes. we want to give a quick shout out and thank you to our sponsors over at Vanga CBD. Absolutely. Have you gotten the new Vanga CBD bag with your most recent purchase? I did. I got my purchase in the other day. And let me tell you, um, I, so I've, I've been getting the gels, I've been using the gels because mm-hmm. Leah, I've had a lot of anxiety right now. And I've had uh-huh. a few people, more people reach out to me about the rhabdo and stuff. Yep. Um, let me tell you, it's stressful. Um, yeah. Recovering I'm from this slowly so. is a little stressful. And, um, you know, I've been using the this daily, the, the CBD oils, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we talk about it for being for athletes, but it's also a lifestyle product. It can help with everyday stress. It's a great product. And I'm mm-hmm. sleeping a little bit better at night, even with a newborn daughter. Um, <laughs> so it's, I can vouch it's good stuff. Um, yeah. Check you know. them out at VangaCBD.com. They are doing COVID pricing right now. So their prices are slashed. 
Um, in addition to their on-sale prices, if you purchase, make any purchase, $50 or more, they're going to throw in a cinch sack for you. And you can save an additional 15% off by using our code BROCR at checkout. Great people, great guys. Um, you know, I, I can't speak highly of enough <laughs> enough about these guys. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Uh, without further ado, Leah, let's kick it on over to the episode. Drop your boots and bo- boots on, boys and girls. We got our good friend Yancey Colt back here. Yancey, what's going on, buddy? Just flew back in yesterday evening from Jacksonville, Florida. I swear I could I call that place my second home now. The gyms, the gyms just treated us amazing, opening their doors, letting us come in and activate Decker Strong. And then the the event Friday was amazing. So nine days in Jacksonville. Lots of new friends and family members there. Uh, just, I, I fell in love with that place. It seems like DecaFit has totally, like, expanded your friend catalog. Like, you seem to be everywhere now because of Deca. Well, I tell you, you know, we were in Denver for two and a half months, and it really and truly goes in line with one of our our key message points with, with DecaFit and the fact that we really want to bring training and testing with a purpose inside brick and mortar. And mm-hmm. we were able to kind of get the ball rolling in Denver. But in Jacksonville, what happened was, is we, uh, seven gyms opened their doors to us and we activated Deca Strong. I spent yep. back six gyms and it, it was, it was jaw dropping. Joe, Joe DeSena actually showed up and raced at Trinity Fitness. Uh, Southside. When I say race, I'm not exaggerating. There, it was so funny. We would all we always tell people, hey, we're we're bringing training and testing with a purpose. But at the end of each activation of Strong, we would say, do you guys realize you just did a Spartan race in your gym? Your score is now up on the scoreboard, and it's like a really cool thing for you know. We we, we all know that 95% of people walk in a gym aren't into the mud and the barbed wire. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they got a little taste of Decafit and Spartan inside their gym. And there's a definite line between the two. And we know we'll, we'll, some of them will, will, will convert over and do outdoor Spartan races. But to be testing and having people to actually race if they wanted to race, mm-hmm. um, it was so dang neat. That, that, so the, you know, the th- six gyms opened the doors and let us come in and just, uh, have fun with their, with their clients or coaches or trainers and the, the gym owners jumped in as well. And like I said, Joe DeSena earned his deck of strong mark at Trinity Fitness South. There was probably about 50 people in that gym. The energy was electric. That's nice. awesome. So cool. Now, I was one of the people that was totally looking forward to the first DECA event in, in Denver. I was ready to go and super psyched. And then obviously that didn't happen. So, how did it evolve then to what we just had in, in Jacksonville? Yeah, the mile. Yeah, so so basically, small. Uh, when you look at Deca Strong or you look at Deca Mile, you're looking at a at the at the ability to use a smaller space, a more controlled space. Activating a full Deca Fit event outdoors is a recipe for a disaster because you have a you know monkey bars and rope climbs and Tyrolean traverses and stuff like that and atlas you don't on. care yeah. how wet they get but you know we have very nice equipment and you just can't get 
hundreds of pieces of equipment out there and digital Absolutely. computers. And so we just, you know, when you activate outdoors, it's got to be a small activation. And the Decamile, we, we were able to activate six lanes mm-hmm. and we had basically two lanes and in each lane you had three lanes. So we were able to really keep the equipment uh, separated and sending out anywhere from three, four, five people at a time and just kind of seeing how they spread out. And then you would send out people. And we, we had, we, we capped it at 245. We got to 245. Not all 245 okay. were able to get through there because Friday uh, afternoon slash evening, we had some weather lightning and probably had about 12 on course and another 30, 40 that wanted to, that were, and actually I should say, about 80 total were either on course or trying to get on course, waiting to get on course when the lightning mm. hit. And then we reactivated Saturday morning and got about, I think, 30 or 40, came back out actually and earned That's their Decamon mark uh, Saturday morning. Some of them weren't able to because they were also doing the Spartan race and it just didn't line up with their time. So. Right. Yep, totally. Now, this obviously that. wasn't part of the original plan for Deca, was to have this abbreviated version. But now that you've done it, is this something you think that you guys are going to hold on to as an option or is it just for the time being until you can get to where you really want to be well the 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 training and the the testing inside gyms definitely was it just wasn't something that we we pushed so we're kind of reverse engineering covid kind of caused us to reverse engineer and really Mm -hmm. put our sure our thinking cap on and we, we kind of sped that up and to be honest it was funny i was I was like, you know what, when you look back on things, this really, it makes sense to do the small activations first and lead up to big, big um, events. So, I, I, you know, I'm, you guys know me, I'm the eternal optimist, so I, I, I mm-hmm. said, this is a good thing, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and um, so, but it wasn't a huge focus, like, we weren't saying, okay, we're going to go activate these deca miles at these, at, at a pre-Spartan race, the day before, but our our ceo man i'm telling you, you got to give him credit he's like listen we're going to do it we're going to activate the trail we're going to activate deca we're going to activate this and that and everything i mean and it seemed I, like you guys capitalized on jacksonville it was like the door creaked open to have an event and y'all just threw well, everything and, at it and more than anything Gancy, yeah. for you guys right here this was a great um this was a great showcase for you guys to to show that you guys could do things correctly and you could you guys could take a lot of things i've seen a lot of the videos now where you guys were wiping stuff down you guys were taking care of people's safety you guys are really really pushing the safety envelope really hardcore with this well the interesting thing about it is and i don't don't think i don't think this will sound weird it's just it was the reality when we rolled into jacksonville i mean they're very relaxed there it was like wait a second did covid make it to jacksonville there were so yeah we had that same conversation with brent when we were talking about the midwest and it's amazing Uh how different areas in the country are having different reactions look at it entirely different well and i I, but out of respect for anybody that would be watching from area like some of the areas in the northeast for example out of respect for them you want i mean you you want to show that okay no matter where we were doing this race we, we it's we would do it the same, you know, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. hey, Jacksonville, realize, we realize you guys are, are relatively relaxed. We're going to do this by, you know, all the research we put in place and working with the 
the, the educated people say, hey, if you're going to do this, this is how you should do it. And I'm telling you, the, the Garfields, the Mike Morrises, the whole team, the crew, you know, probably it was probably 27 long Zoom calls and SOP calls and all the stuff behind the scenes that we were just mm-hmm. – I'll be honest. I mean, I was, I was in operations and, and high-level management of the corporate world for a long time. I don't think I've ever seen anything get as much detailed planning, just crossing your T's and dotting your I's from so many – from the executives down to the people that were going to be on the ground – it was just to kind of give you guys an inside scoop. And it was like almost every day leading up that we were on some kind of call. It was about this and that. And, okay, we're going to have 250 hand sanitizing stations and blah. It was just. Holy smokes. I mean, every day when somebody came on before you, your temperature was checked, you know, every single person was tested. Um, just it, it was really neat from – you know, if, if, if from an outsider looking in, if that's what somebody would have been doing, kind of fly on the wall perspective, like wow, they really they took it they took it very serious. Oh, well, sure. it sounds like it it definitely went a long way. I mean, as people are now starting to talk about the event, you know, the preliminary reports that I'm hearing, it sounds like it went really well, and people had a lot of respect for the event. Yep, I was. You guys know how the audience can be. There's going to be after every Spartan mm-hmm. race or Tough Mudder race or Savage race, you got about 90% that just we loved it, and there's always going to be that I don't know, approximate 10% that they're going to find something. I was mm-hmm. talking, to, I was talking mm-hmm. to Joe, and I said, Joe, I don't, I'm not feeling that 10% post Jacksonville. Now, keep in mind, it was, you know, it was about 1,500 people. Yeah, it was a a smaller number event. Yep. Waves of waves of like 30 people going out, which is kind of weird. You know, we're used to seeing those big 250 person waves going out all day long. Yep. It was, and you were used to that festival area being packed with thousands of post racers, and so it was just a little different feel from us veterans that know what, Mm -hmm. how much we love the festival areas and the energy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Gonna need to see how how West Virginia scales up. And so, is uh, that the next event that that we're gonna see some Deca at, or is there something else before then? That's the next sport, and we are going to we have some really cool stuff going with Deca this Saturday. Um, and this is this is actually not Spartan slash Deca fit putting this on. This Saturday we have a huge event at uh, Slash Fitness in Delray Beach. Approximately 100, 100 people will be earning their deck of mile mark at okay. their fitness facility. It's a, I mean, this place, take the coolest nightclub and, <laughs> and say, oh, wait, I didn't walk into a nightclub. I walked into a gym with disco balls and laser lights and all this cool stuff. It's hilarious. Um, we're going to be doing uh, the Deca mile. Where they've got the 10 stations indoors. And you pop outside and do like an 80 meter out and back for your 160 meter run. Uh, big post party. So Jared and I and Sam Stoffer, the director of education for Spartan, will be down there. If you guys know anybody in the Florida area, I think we have two or three spots left. But if they want to just come check it out, we have uh, West Palm Beach. Looks like it's going to be our first full um, DecaFit uh, event. And okay. let's when is see. That? West Palm. West Palm Wh- Beach. When oh, are wait, we looking wait. at that? I think. Oh, gosh. October, November. I'm, I'm having to make okay. a brain fart here. October, November. Uh, probably going to see, to be honest, we're, we're not going to be pushing hard for outdoor 
activations. It's just not. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, not your model, and that's fine. Uh, well, I don't heat. tear up your stuff. Like you guys aren't just using yeah crappy not, wooden walls here. You're using expensive, nice equipment. Yeah, Concept Two rowers for days long. I mean, that's it's a pricey item. Yeah, but you know, we did show like I was mapping out, you know, like an indoor basketball gym, for example. Mm-hmm. You could easily activate the deck a mile. Um, there's almost, I mean, we are, we're, we're talking with several uh, correction facilities, prisons, where we're going to activate deck, oh, wow. strong, deck a mile. Uh, police departments, high cool. schools. That is really cool. High schools. And, you know, with, I'll, I'll paint the quick picture of what it looked like in the gyms that we activated. You're looking at about a 12 to 15 meter, if you, even if you want to stretch it out. Uh, 12 to 15 meter by five, six meters wide, and you're fully activated with deck strong. So it creates a really neat kind of, a, you know, the, the members are wrapped around cheering for you, kind of a mm-hmm. stadium feel indoors. And, um, you know, with the right type of gym fl- uh, format or a correctional facility or a business, talk to the HR departments, the business um, layouts, if you have the right space. It doesn't take a lot of space to to activate Deca Strong, and what you get there is now, you know, we have the the 5K Deca Fit, Deca Mile, the Deca Ultra, all these activations that we we want to do. They're, you know, especially the 5K and the mile, they're feasible mm-hmm. and they're attainable for just about everybody. But when you take the running out now, you're actually catering to an even bigger crowd. I we had a 60 year 68 year old lady, Tess. We had 14, two 14 year old high school people, many people in their 50s and 60s. We did not have a single person test Decastron that did not earn their mark. We, and we had a really broad spectrum of fitness levels. We went mm-hmm. to gyms that were very high level, like Get It Core Fitness. Those guys are a bunch of cyborgs and those gals. <laughs> we went to a lot of gyms that were just normal, you know, just fitness people that just want to be mm-hmm. a little better version of yeah. themselves when they leave the gym tonight. And everybody was able, I mean, probably there was three or four people. And this this felt really good to me. And it even happened in the mile. Like somebody came up to me and they're like, hey, can I can I sit down and take a three or four minute break or am I going to be disqualified? I was like, oh, if you need to take five minutes, five times, that's fine. I don't care if it takes you an hour mm-hmm. to get through this. You're going to have your mark and then three months now, with it. retest yeah. and now you're 15 minutes faster. So we had people that just they were their fitness level was not in a situation to just blow through. Deck right. strong, but mm-hmm. they got they but they could still do it. And they that's still what, get through it. When we talked to you last time, you know, that it sounded like that was y'all's, you know, primary mission and that was what y'all were seeking to do. So it sounds like, you know, the model proved itself and you guys are doing it. So that's awesome. So yeah, scale, scalability is crazy important. You know, they're for every outdoor or indoor event we put on, you know, just the uh, you know, you look at CrossFit, there's I mean that's mm-hmm. a kind of a kind of a nasty word to talk about. They're just great. I hate it. It's a poor word here, right but, now. But they've done, you know, as far as scaling their affiliate program, they, they did yeah. they did some things right. And that's um, we have uh, about 10 gyms right now that we're ready to affiliate with as we speak and 100 plus that are uh, not banging on our door saying we would like to do it right now. But we have 10, uh, I, should, I should say nine gyms pre-selected that are spread out across the country that we're going to be affiliating with in the next couple of weeks getting those dialed in, uh, crossing the TTs, dotting the I's, and then opening the affiliate program up, um, open that up wide open. So that's kind of our kind of our plan right now. Man, that's exciting to see. So so we're kind of wrapping up here on our time, Yancey. Yep. Um, but I, I do want to go ahead and ask, 
what is the number one thing that you learned from your first event here with Spartan and putting this on here for the masses? What did you personally learn? I was, oh man. What was your big I, takeaway here? Okay, I I saw right it's smack dab in front of me hundreds of situations where people and probably the three of us we are gonna you're gonna you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about here when I say this. I saw several thousand people freaking radically geeked up about being out on the course again. Mm, just, I mean, I saw people just so excited because every, before every race went out, you had Rob Leday doing a pre it was a pre-recorded match, like, hey, no high fives, fist bumps, chest bumps today, it's all, stay, they, they used them, they said stay a spears distance apart, which was actually <laughs> really cool. And okay. so you, you didn't have the normal festival area, but you had just people with those geeked out smiles and air high fives and air hugs going everywhere. And that's, I mean, we, when's the last time we went three freaking months without a race? It was oh, just a people, long time. And there was people that flew in, drove down, drove seven, eight, nine hours. They were going to get to that freaking race. So that was, it, it just kind of, it, it made, I'll finish with saying it, it kind of showed us how maybe we all get a little complacent sometimes and we just kind of take it for granted that, oh, we have a freaking race every weekend. If we, if we, if we're, if we're willing to get on the flight, we can race every weekend prior mm-hmm. COVID. And we, that was taken away from us. And it kind of, I kind of said, okay, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ever take this for granted again because it was really neat to see everything back in action. And I also learned that 99% of people, I'm sure we we knew this, but 90% of people that come to Spartans also go to gyms, and they were geeked up about doing some functional fitness. The co- most common question I got was like, hey, can we have this on, on Friday before every race? And I was like, I don't think so, but I like that you're, <laughs> I like that you're saying that. <laughs> but oh, that's anyway, great. it was good. It was good times, man. I, I appreciate you guys wanting to take 15 20 minutes and check in and uh oh yeah absolutely well yancy you know we're excited to be out there with you here soon enough yeah we'll be out there sooner than rather than later and we're just we're happy that you guys are coming on strong buddy thank you so much for the time today good stuff man thank you guys so much take care Mm -hmm. so we are back here with longtime friend scott noel scott what's up buddy i think it's the first time i've ever heard you say his name like that Scott yeah. Fine Knowles. That's <laughs> more like it. I don't think I've ever heard yeah, you Scott just say Fain. Scott Knowles. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. who are we talking to? You got to say it with an accent or don't count. <laughs> Scott, I've not really talked to you since freaking we did the um, World's Toughest Mutter. Yeah, hot we did lap, like the man. hot lap. Yeah. And hung out during <laughs> yeah. Dude, that cage that was crawl fun. was some sketchy stuff. I love oh me some cage crawl. I'm like it, one of the only people too. on this planet. It's one of my favorite obstacles. Well, that night we did it, you probably wouldn't have, because I swear, like, some it was water high. needed to be splashed out of that thing. It was real high. It was like an inch before the fence. I mean, it was yeah. it was full, and I was sitting there thinking I was the only one in the trench, and I was like, man, if there was more, like 30 people in here, there's somebody's gonna drown. Yeah. <laughs> so Scott, you just got back from Jacksonville, Florida, and we talked earlier yeah, in this episode with um, Yancey about the DecaFit stuff. Right. Um, tell tell me a little bit. So, there what was, events did you, you do? Let me, let me tell you about Yancey. Shake it I down. I saw Yancey there, and uh-huh. Yancey was paranoid about COVID. He had his mask on the whole time. What a wuss! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what events did you do? Because I so, know they had a little bit of everything. So okay, I got there Friday and I okay. did the trail race and All I right. would have done I would have tried out the deck of thing, but it you know, it wasn't included with the annual pass. It was like fifty bucks, I think. So that's okay. not really my thing anyway. So Mm-hmm. I did the trail race, and we get there, you know, and all the staff, all the volunteers are wearing masks, you know. Mm-hmm. They said that they were going to spread out the parking, like the cars were going to be spread apart more, which mm-hmm. I was thinking, there's not really a point in that, and they really I've never heard doing... about that, socially distance your parking? Well, I think it was so, like, <laughs> when you got out of your cars, you wouldn't, like, elbow to elbow to oh, somebody. Oh, for Pete's sakes, I okay. Yeah. I think I saw that on, like, a video or something, but it that wasn't happening. But yeah, yeah if, if you they there was two staff members before you walked up and the first thing they wanted to know was was what was your start time because they were not going to let you in unless I mean they were letting you in 30 minutes before you know right even more I mean I think I was like maybe 45 or earlier than that but they but weren't it, about to be just be letting people hang out just for funsies all day yeah yeah pretty much and then you know you go to the first tent and they check your temperature and they ask you the typical covid questions you know Mm -hmm. that you've probably been asked anywhere you've gone screen Mm -hmm. yeah and then after that you go to check in and they've got plastic coming down and you hand them your phone or they scan or they scan your phone barcode they give you your packet like normal but Mm -hmm. you know they're behind this big sheet of plastic so they can't like sneeze on you or kiss <laughs> you or molest you. And then you <laughs> not a fan in, of that. <laughs> you you walk into the festival area and everything in the festival area is pretty much normal. I mean, Do they have and, vendors and stuff there? I was wondering that. Yes. They had some vendors there, but like I said, they were like I think the Fit Bar, I think that's the company where they got that wannabe twister little thing you can put yeah, in yeah, little sure. dead uh-huh. grips. I think that's the company name, but they were there. And like I said, they were cleaning off their things after somebody would try. And that's nice. Know, okay. They had like prepackaged food, but they didn't have like, you know, some, you know, Bubba's barbecue wasn't out there. You know what I mean? Right, right. Slinging brisket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sling, slinging brisket and ribs. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, as far as the racers go, mm-hmm. they're probably like, there was probably 10% of the racers that were in there that were probably actually wearing masks, you know? Okay. So, but in all seriousness, if you're paranoid about catching this virus and you, and you're on the fence about coming to one of these events, to me, totally, you have to be responsible enough to social distance yourself from everybody and sure. you had a hundred percent opportunities to do that here. I felt like that's great. Okay. I mean, I felt safe, and I mean, and I wasn't taking it serious, but I was being observant of it. Like all right. the porta johns were, the porta johns were next to each other, but they were turned opposite. Like, oh, know, okay, musical that, chairs. Yeah, like okay. the doors, the doors didn't open up beside each other. The one door was on one side and the other door was on the other side. And it was like that. The, and they had alcohol on the inside. And they And then they had big pump dispensers on the outside as well. Mm-hmm. And like the starting line, it was like going through security I did see that. at the airport. <laughs> yeah. And they had like orange spray paint on the ground every six feet to show you where you should stand. 
It's kind of like it looked like almost how like they do stadium races, right? It's it's at a stadium race. There's like little dots, and they only let yeah. fifteen or sometimes thirty people in at a time, and you get your little dot and you stand on your dot. So yeah. it reminded me of that. Yeah, this these were like, but these lines were literally like six feet spaced, and then like okay. really really wide lanes, and they had two start lanes. And okay. I mean, they they were letting us go every five minutes, and it okay. wasn't. Like they weren't given the full speech. It was just like, let me hear three ground shaking a ruse and you're off. What's wrong? What about the course okay. being a trail course? Was there a lot of single track or were you uh, able to stay distance? Well, I mean, it, it was Jacksonville and it was pretty, I mean, you could safe distance, but I mean, were people doing that? No. Right. But I mean, okay. if, but like, if I wanted to take a wide, angle around somebody there was plenty of room to do that in most spots okay that's good say. okay and they had bottled water on the course you just picked up a bottle of water and took the cap off and drank it and they had trash cans right there for you to throw it in i saw where most people were just running with it you know mm-hmm. yeah of course but i mean and then at the end of the trail race you had the same kind of deal you went through a bunch of little lines to like pick up your finisher shirt and they just mm-hmm. had the medals were just laying on the table at the end, and you just picked up your own medal. Nobody okay. was putting it around your neck. And so during the actual sprint course. So that was Friday. Know, so Saturday's the sprint? Yes, Saturday's the sprint course. Oh, and that was another thing. Like, they said that they wanted you to kind of leave after your race was over. Nobody mm-hmm. was enforcing that, so. Okay. okay. You still could go out there and kind of hang out after you got checked in, but mm-hmm. okay. you couldn't check in a lot earlier than what your start time was. Okay, right. so some control there. Yeah. I mean, would I mean we didn't hang around probably like an hour after our race, so I don't know if they would have somebody would have noticed that we were hanging around and be like, "Hey, y'all need to get out of here." I didn't mm-hmm. see that happening. Okay. So I don't okay. know if how strongly they, they will enforce that, but it didn't seem like they were here. Okay. So during sprint course, like after you did every single obstacle, there was a big like jug with a pump on it that you could sanitize your hands after every single obstacle. Now okay. we saw in the pictures of um, the course, you know, before the race day, they had the lanes, they had the markings yep. on the ground. What was your experience? Were there lines How when you was got? It? Yeah. Right. Were okay, there lines? So Did you have to wait? I don't know the exact numbers. I heard they were going to try to have four thousand people come through over the weekend, and I don't know if that was counting like trail race, decafit, and the sprint course. I think that was incorporating everything. Yeah, for, I think that was for, everything. Right. I okay. think I heard about twelve to fifteen hundred for the sprint course is what okay. I heard. Yep. And that's what I heard as well. So Mm -hmm. I think we were going off in waves of 25 to 30 every five minutes. There was no, there was no traffic, no traffic at all. It was plenty enough time to space out. Mm -hmm. I think the A-frame was probably the only obstacle. And when we got there, I mean, we were just, we kind of ran as a group, me and some friends and just enjoyed the experience. Right. Instead of trying to be, you know, do it as fast as we could. So we were mm-hmm. actually out there for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes just dorking around. Mm-hmm. And yep. I mean, we had ample opportunity to try the obstacles multiple times. I bet we threw the spear 10 times and there wasn't a crowd forming. Okay. And, okay. Did they have um, burpee pits like normal? Yes, they did. 
Okay. Um, so the A-frame was probably the only one, and there was two people in front of me when I got there. And there was a staff member there. Bad. There was okay. a staff member there. And, and the reason why is, is because they were letting the one person go at a time on each side. And they wouldn't let oh, the next okay. person go until that person was at least halfway up. Gotcha. And and you okay. know how some people have kind of got a fear of heights, so it takes them longer than takes others. Takes a second. Yeah. yeah. But so that would that, that was the only place where I saw a line even begin to form. Nowhere else I saw a line begin to form anywhere on the course. That's fair. Okay, so I've, I've got to ask a few questions first of all. So, what was the total distance you got on the race? It was like 3.6, I think. Ooh, okay. a little bit more. <laughs> Watch out, Spartan. You are, you are well over that oh, 5K. <laughs> and I didn't even mention it on my podcast, but I forgot all about it. But the reason why I forgot is because it wasn't turned on. But they had a Tough mutter obstacle on course. Yes, that what? was one of my questions. Yes, entrapment. Yeah. I was entrapment. going to ask you about that. Really? But, yes, an electricity and was, obstacle. Yeah, it was right beside the barbed wire. And you could have done up. either or. But here's yep. the thing. There was some rain over the week. And there was puddles up underneath entrapment. So they nice. didn't have it turned on. Oh, lame. Okay. Yeah. So entrapment is a low crawl similar to a barbed wire crawl. Yeah. However, in Tough Mudder it's Land, electrified. instead of barbed wire, there's dangly little electric wires. Yeah. Fuck that um, noise. I hate electricity. I, I love it. it was cool, though. I love I would have done it if it was turned it. on. Yeah, that's oh. kind of a bummer that it wasn't turned on. But, yeah, I did see that there was, um, you know, a, no, a I cutesy rather little sign. The stacks, but, hey. <laughs> Dude, I still want to do stacks. I don't know that we'll too. ever see stacks again. But. We might ever see stacks again. No, that was oh the whole reason why we did the hot lap. And me it and, was the reason. We were so me and Jacob were like, where's we that? Were for it. It wasn't even there. <laughs> like, I remember Kyle giving us the death stare. He's like, it might be out there. Oh, <laughs> yep, it was a bummer. Yeah. So, the, the, so the thing about this Spartan race that, you know, is unique, obviously. I mean, so many things are unique, obviously, but, you know, that they they went into this basically saying, look, you know, we're going to put on this race. We're going to have this event. But keep in mind, this is not going to be your typical Spartan event. There's not right. going to be an elite wave. There's not going to be a competition. Yeah. This is all open way for funsies. Right. So what was the environment like? Were people happy just to be doing funsies? Oh, God, yes. yes. Everybody looked like they were so thrilled to be back out there. I mean, besides there just not being a lot of people out there, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was enjoying it. People were dancing around in the festival area. They still had music going. It was fun. People were happy to be back out there. I mean, it was That's 100%. The scary thing to me is, is, you know, there was only 1,500 people, and it makes me wonder, did they even make what any would it money like we had? over the weekend, you know? Yeah. So... From what I've heard from Mike Morris and some of the guys there, this was a a test uh, run, a beta. Yeah, this yeah. was a beta. This was, you know, they they lost money on this rodeo, yeah. um, you know, and that's that's just the company. But they learned a lot, yeah. and mm-hmm. if they could they could do this again, and what they could change to make it profitable, um, right? Because we both know, and I've I've said a thousand times, you know, doing this race in Jacksonville, it's not going to look like anything that we've seen before. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, and it was, dude, and the sprint course was, 
it was really, really similar to the sprint course we run in February, but it didn't matter, man. Everybody was just happy to be back out there. Yeah. And I think people that's were flying time. from all over the country just to come over here and run a race. Well, I mean, people yeah. are just so it hungry right now for yeah, something. Yeah, crazy. And, you know, it's nice to see. I mean, we have seen Spartan over the years do some pretty boneheaded things. Yeah. And do things without seemingly planning them out and just pulling triggers and, you know, to hell with the repercussions. But from everything that I am seeing so far and hearing so far from this past weekend, it sounds like there was a was lot ran. of thought it was, into yes. this. And even let me add, like, so when you cross the finish line, you go and you get your sprint medal. So mm-hmm. when you go over there to give them your time and chip band, they have a pair of scissors like, on a string that are sitting in like alcohol or some kind of sanitizer. Oh, that's mm. nice. That's you a nice idea. There, you clip it out. You put your own tag in the bucket yourself. And then the volunteers have a Spartan clear plastic bag that's got a bottle of water in it, a banana. Well, they gave a banana for the trail race. They didn't for the sprint. Mm-hmm. So, and so they just give you your shirt. They ask you what size and they hand it to you, you know, and it's, that's it. That's done. I mean, it sounds That's like there's it. little little details like that definitely go a long way for the overall experience, I think. Yes, they put a lot of Agreed. thought into it. A lot no, of thought into it. That's great to hear, Scott. You know, it's just a good thing. Um, so I guess that kind of brings us here to the end of our time here with you, Scott. Scott, what's your next race, bro? Like, when, when are we going to see What's your that? hopeful next race? <laughs> uh, man, I really think West Virginia is going to happen. And the reason why I say that is because... When we were following the COVID cases at our hospital, I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure West Virginia was one of the last states to get it a COVID case. It was the case. last state. Yeah. We yes. joked about it. We actually mm-hmm. used to live in West Virginia. Oh, wow. Um, and so we've, my husband's family is, is still out there. So you know, okay. we were following it. And they were the last state by a yeah. long shot to, to get one confirmed case. So And, and I honestly think that the state regulations or the city regulations are pretty much what's holding like Spartan back from probably doing this in more states. But I'm thinking right. West Virginia is probably not going to do that because you know, they're probably already a little more lenient than some of the other states are yeah. right now. Yeah. But to me, so that's I, next for you. Yes. And then Vermont after that, I think that'll happen too. I'm intrigued to see if Vermont happens or not. Yeah. We'll see. I know it's, Massachusetts is, is pretty tight I'm on tight the fence locked. about Carolina. I'm on the fence about Carolina Ultra happening at the end of the year. Yeah. Both we'll states see. have been pretty strict. We'll see. Hopefully this is the start of some some rolling some out. Some, yeah, we'll see. And the Conyers Horse Park, I'm hoping that'll happen too. I think it will. I think yeah, it's in a really October, good chance. I think. October, I think we'll November time frame, I think we've got a good chance. So, but, you know, so this course, it was only open waves. And I understand that if they do elite, they do age group, that's going to throw, you know, a wrench into everything, you know, and make oh, it sure. way more tricky mm-hmm. and difficult to make this flow better. And it's going to be a headache for, you know, judging and sending out right. smaller waves. But if that happens, I just, I, I plead with our community to just, be understanding, you know, yeah, right. be respectful and, and just bear with them just like we had, you know, just like we did this weekend. Like, and that's what 
you know, I tried to tell to like my listeners is when I did a couple of posts and I said, you know, be understanding, you know, right. this is new and we got to be patient with, cause mm-hmm. dude, they, there was like lightning strikes before the trail race and me and Michael, we were thinking, yeah, the first race that, you know, <laughs> in this COVID, you know, edition and it's going to get rained out, you know, that's what we were afraid of. So, right. I mean, we were all smiles the whole week I mean, here we have, have any problems. The biggest company right now, and really the only company at this moment, pushing on through past COVID. And, you know, sadly, we're seeing so much, so many things being canceled and the fear that so many things are not going to be coming back at all. That, you know, the last thing we need to be doing is being a bunch of assholes and, you know, scaring away and running away the one company that right now is trying to do something. Exactly. And I plead to all the elites, all the age groupers out there, go run an open course. If Absolutely. that's all they give us for now, we got to support the brand. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always do extra laps when I can, too. And I enjoy running an open and heat with friends all the time. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And just get some buddies up and go run it, you know. And if you're, you know, worried about maybe possibly can, you know, catching the virus, Y'all just stay away from each other. Me and my friends, we didn't do that. I don't know. We're stupid. But <laughs> but if you I mean, want to, you can. Yeah, there was it's totally. It was plenty of opportunities to be safe at this race. If you, you know, were worried Scott, about you... catching it, you you. I I felt just as safe doing this race as I did going to Walmart and getting groceries. Good. Sounds good. Good. You know, you said it really well though. Like at the beginning, you know. Seeing your friends out there and seeing seeing the community a little bit, that's what we need right now more than yeah. anything. And being able being able to do that in a safe environment, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Scott, yeah. thank, thank you so much for your time today, buddy. Hey, man. Anytime. Thank you so much, man. Mm-hmm. And we are back here with our good friend Garfield Griffiths. Garfield, Hi. what's up, buddy? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Welcome to the show. Garfield is is somebody that I will humbly bow down to that looks sexier in a kilt than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't worn the kilt for a long time. and I, actually, I know. You need a Spartan kilt. I, oh, that would be cool. No, I dug it out. I did dug it out. We ran the Jacksonville race. I was trying to get my fitness back after my little incident falling off the mountain last year. Yes. Um, I hadn't ran for a long time. So uh, myself and Hammond and a few others, we ran the Jacksonville Sprint last February, and I actually pulled the kilt out for that one. There you go. First yeah. time I met you was at Savage Race in, in your kilt. So. Oh, my blue awesome. kilt. Blue Savage. Yep. I still have that one. Still got that one. Dude, we need to make you a patchwork quilt for, like, every company that you've been <laughs> right? with. You've kind of gotten around the... a little bit. I think uh, it would probably match your collection of finisher shirts, to be honest. <laughs> probably. That's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did that on a. I'll, I'll just say another website. Somebody asked me to do like a Christmas greeting, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. one year, and I sort of did it. And I started off with like my own company from the night 2012. I was like, hey, you're, this is Garfield from the Challenge. I went, oh no, and I took it off, and then it was Battle Frog, and I took it off, and then it was CMC <laughs> Bone Frog. I had like 12 T-shirts on, I think. Nice. Oh my gosh. I get. Well, I get. Also, a, you're current role you're with spartan and what is your official role there um so this is definitely my last stop i I know that much uh if this one goes south i'm gonna go and just get a real job but uh (laughs) my role is i am the team lead slash race director for the uh the central division which is the central team 
or the okay. A-team as we're known. Um, so basically I manage all of everything from staffing to the ra obviously race directing, uh, but also the back end, making sure everyone's getting uh, yeah, the medicals done, the travel's all sorted, they're, they're happy, HR, all that fun stuff. So it's a little bit deeper than just RDing. It's kind of, uh, you know, being yeah. on top of the pulse of my team and being uh, making sure they're all good. Well, outstanding. So you've had your hands full here. So we, we reached out to you a little while ago and things were kind of like on a standstill because you were so freaking busy with everything prepping for Jacksonville. Yeah. Because this was quite a rodeo you guys put on there. Uh, really different. And I would preached many, many weeks beforehand um, when you guys announced Jacksonville. It was going to look very different from things we've seen in the past. And we've seen that in a lot of the videos. We've seen that a lot of, um, you know, a lot of reports and stuff. Uh, what did it look like behind the scenes putting on stuff like that? Um, it was um, it was very intense. I mean, that this race, you know, was normally we have like at least a three month, maybe four month lead in for every race mm -hmm. uh, where the race rates start. This one we had about five weeks <laughs> from saying, right, we're going to do it. And that that five weeks, if we were putting on a standard Spartan race and it was just a sprint. Yeah, not. Not really that hard. I mean, we do a lot of these things, what, 65 a year, 200 worldwide, blah, blah, blah. So we got it down, putting races on. But then it was like, oh, but we're going to change the, uh, the the procedures for every single yeah. department from parking, well, from registration to parking to medical checks to going in. Food and beverage has to change. The timing results tent, the start line, the finish line, every, the obstacles, the course. So we had to basically recreate uh, this entire new covid friendly socially distant yeah. um version of what we do and that i mean the team we're just putting in ridiculous hours uh people oh, way yeah. up my pay grade you know they're just like crushing it so it was very very intense and there was a lot of back and forwards and how do we do this and can we do that mm -hmm. does this match the cdc guidelines that does this match the world health organization working with our medical team um so it was a million more moving parts um which, to be honest, um, come Saturday afternoon when I get to my moment of like, ah, at every mm -hmm. race, um, was made it all the more, in my opinion, sweeter because, you know, we pulled off, I would say, 90% of what we tried to do. I mean, there's always, a, you know, things we can do better. Right. But pretty much most of what we put in place uh, worked really, really well. And well, that's changes. the feedback. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's, that's the feedback that we're that we're definitely getting from, you know, we, we talked with Yancey and with um, Scott Knowles earlier on this episode as well, yeah. or later, depending on how we put this together. But, <laughs> you know, we we've heard, you know, kind of, you know, differing sides of their experiences, as well as, you know, the social media posts by now. Um, and it sounds like, you know, from all the precautions that we've gone over that you guys had in place, it sounds like it was a really well-received event. Yeah. What would you say is something that you are most proud of that you guys really just were aiming to do and you got it right? I mean, you know, I always joke about, you know, my, my job, not my job. It's not, I, I hate the word my job. The team, what the team puts on is kind mm -hmm. of some of its parts. So I don't think, I mean, I definitely am very happy because i'm very team centric you know I, I, my team is my is my life kind of thing all of the stuff that we put on for the staff because obviously yes we we went overboard we made sure the customers were safe but 
we had an entire separate SOP document just for staff on site, how we fed the staff lunch during the build cycle, how oh, we man. did meetings and everything, you know. Yeah. So that was huge. And also, it's nice. I mean, it's nice to know that the company's thinking, you know, staff staff safety as well as customer safety. And they're, they're very good at that. So that was uh, good to see uh, for me. But I, I can't pinpoint anything specific. Um, I just think the overall all the pieces came together very nicely and it seemed to work. So everything is the answer. One one of the best things I think actually that I've heard as feedback from this, it's, and you as a, as you've worked in this industry for quite a while, you've been very, very innovative with different little things and stuff. Um, Scott Knowles was talking a little bit about, and well, I guess now we're going to have to put Scott before you. So you might, you might be the grand finale. <laughs> right. But, but, um, your talk, uh, he said at the finish line, they had basically like the scissors that you would cut off your, your timing chip with in just a, a vat of sanitation. Yes. So you know what that was? You... <laughs> that was, it's called Barbasol. And that is the stuff mm-hmm. that when you get your hair cut, they keep dipping all the scissors in. Yep. It's, yeah. Uh, uh, the sanitizer, yeah. So, Smart. yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it was me- the medical grade scissors so people don't stab themselves in the arm. Right. Yep. Right. Super smart, super simple, but like simple innovations like that. Can you okay. share any other like things that you could think of behind the scenes like that that you know, oh, you've got to – Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean the big ones were – I mean the finished corral, as you said, that that comes up. Um, that we we And we had to make them the day before, which is always fun because the day before we had a code Irene weather uh, mm. explosion. Oh, yeah. During the trail race. Ton um, of rain. But we had to do 2,500, even though we had not as many runners, we always do more, especially. But we had to do 2,500 sealed bags, which had your banana, your T-shirt, um, your not the water. The water was separate. That was self-service, like the water stations that we did. Yep. Um, but it was all in the bag. It was all self-service because you can't have all these getting rid of all the touch points. And then someone just mm-hmm. hands you a T-shirt. And then you hand them back and say, oh, can I get a large? Can I get a medium? So every single bag with a banana and a fit aid i think that was all that was in them were pre-done so you just got the ziploc bag boom you're done and we we knew that if people came back and said my shirts it's too small it's too big then we'll just keep that one here's another one we were just we were prepared for Mm -hmm. the loss because we couldn't start exchanging so that that was a big one um you know the medals again with self-service um it's a shame. I think that's the big moment is getting your medal put on. But yeah, yeah. Again, it's the world we live in. But that was huge. And I think the rolling start on the start line was another, not really an innovation because it's it's been done. We kind of took the stadium stadion model mm-hmm. and rotated five people, five people, twenty five people every five minutes, uh, and then just kept getting them through. And that worked incredibly well on the course. Do you think we'll see stuff like that more often in races now? to help with bottlenecking um i mean i we talked about it and i talked to morris about it uh obviously mm-hmm. those who don't know who's my my big boss um mm-hmm. above me and the, the head of everything uh and he put in just an insane amount of work into this he's one of the, the main people driving all of the people in the in the production department um mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. This, the, I don't know. The problem that we're going to have, and this is, again, above my pay grade, is how do we do the pro and elite and age group start? Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it rolling. You can't have one guy seven, 120 feet behind, you know, because it's six, six feet of separation. 
Um, yeah, the so, chip timing looks really crazy at that point. <laughs> yeah, and um, so it's okay for the open heats, and no one cared, and they were running, and you're right, it, it, it helped with the, the bottlenecks, but we've capped it at a really low amount. So mm-hmm. there's only 1,500 people there. Bottlenecks were not really something I was worried about to start with. Yep. Even even with the minimal lanes on the obstacles, we cut them all down and made six feet of separation. Um, A-frame went down to two lanes, and that one did bottleneck a little bit, but we were watching people, and what was happening was they were waiting till they finish. And then I think it was Hammond who went and said, look, as soon as they get halfway, then you can start. And then that got mm-hmm. rid of the bottleneck. So I think that was just people being extra careful. Sure thing. I mean, obviously, as as time goes on now in the weeks and the months and we try to, you know, open back up and have more races, you know, how I mean, I, I guess it's hard to predict the future at this point of what you know, the races are going to be looking like, but what's realistically the next race that we can be looking forward to? Is that? Yeah, that one I can't, that one I can't say. Uh, my next race, uh, and again, you know, things are changing. It's a very fluid situation, especially with a, Absolutely. you know, there's a, there's a new spike apparently I've been reading about and it's, it, there's some states are going up again, but currently my next race is West Virginia, the trifecta weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is being actively planned right now. We're still looking at Utah, um, for venues outside of that. I don't have any information. It really is, at least for me, like one race at a time right now. West Virginia's next. So for people who are listening and aren't sure on the fence or, you know, what do you say to them? Um, it's, that's a hard one. And that's one of those where the, the comments blow up. If I say, well, if you're on the fence, you should come anyway. I mean, it's really down to the individual. If you are not remote, if you're just not feeling it, you're not ready, don't do it. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to try and be a salesperson right now for Spartan. Um, you know, I love them and everything. But if someone's not comfortable doing it, don't do it. You know what? Wait until you're ready to do it. Um, if you are on the fence and you're like, well, you know, persuade me, just know that the amount of, and feel free to go through the the massive, uh, you know, social media that came out from Jacksonville, you know, we've done everything we can to keep it as safe as possible. And as Joe said in one of his calls, it's probably safer than getting in an elevator or going to a grocery store right now, the way we have the spacing done. I mean, there's nothing, not one part of the race that has not been uh, fixed uh, for safety based on the COVID situation. I think that's a very fair statement. I think, I think realistically, as things start to open back up, though, I think back to I was sitting with um, – Jody I uh, back in the day and we were sitting in um, at Blue Mountain and he was I think that was the first time he'd went to an OCRWC event and he was looking at it and he was just like man I'm looking at these complex obstacles at, that OCRWC is known for and saying like I just can't squeeze he's like you, you, they're doing a lot of cool stuff here but I can't squeeze like 7,000 people through this nope. in uh-huh. a day and it's um, it just it's going to be like right now, what you guys are doing is great for safety. Um, the question is, do you see it being scalable? Um, and that's the you know, million dollar question right now. And I had this right. conversation with all my staff. Um, I personally, this is again, just a personal take. Uh, mm-hmm. We did 14, 1500 um, based on the five, you know, the, the 25, 75 every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I can definitely from doing it, we could easily, I would say, keep the same safety measures and, get, and double that. Okay. Get 50, okay. Get 50 every five, 
So that would take us to 3,000. But again, I'm sure anyone who knows how this industry works knows that for, to put on Spartan Race, you, you, there's, a, there's a price point we have to get to, not a price point, a, an amount of people. Yeah, break right. even. Yep. To, make it, to make it worthwhile. So we can probably get to 3,000, but we've had, and we will have many more long discussions about how we can edit and tweak to get that number up. You know, we'd like, to, we'd love to get to 5,000. I mean, West Virginia does almost 10. So, right. Absolutely. Uh, that I don't see happening. I think if we had 10,000 in Jacksonville, it would have been uh, <laughs> definitely a different outcome. <laughs> but in a big, little bit off more than you can chew, I would imagine. I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So it was perfect. Having 1,500, we could stand back and we could we could look at it, we could dissect it as it was happening, and it was definitely the way to go. Certainly cost the company a huge amount, and I'll give them props oh, for that. Yeah. They lost, yeah. lost, their, lost their asses on that one to do it, you know, but it was, it was all about safety. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, you know, and I, I said it earlier, I have to just really commend Spartan in this in this situation. You know, we've seen Spartan as well as other companies, you know, in the past, it, it seems like the focus is the dollar and just making quick decisions and getting themselves into situations that didn't seem very well thought out. And here we have probably the most difficult situation that you know, how the country, well. the world's ever faced. Yeah, agreed. Um, and you guys are really doing it right, in my opinion. It sounds like, I mean, talking to you, talking to everybody, and obviously even just seeing the course, clearly things were thought out. There's a lot of, you know, consideration given from big details down to the bananas. You know, it's just, yeah. I, I've down got a lot of respect for like how, how Spartans <laughs> handled this. <laughs> No, and it's great that people notice because, you know, I and I, I don't know if you see me in my social media stuff. I really don't get into it in Facebook. I, mm-hmm. I'm dad, I'm dad jokes and kid pictures of my, <laughs> my kids giving, doing my makeup. Um, so I don't get into stuff. But, you know, I saw a lot of people posting, oh, Spartan's doing this. They're just, it's a money grab. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no way with 1,500 people that's a money grab. It's, no, it's no, not a money not grab. at all. And no. the amount of money that was spent on sanitizer and new signage oh, and just yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. The hotels we did for the staff to keep us safe. We got our own rooms. Normally, yeah. we share a room, which is cost effective. We yeah. blew our budget on hotels so everyone could have their own room for safety. So... Yeah, when I see that, I'm like, no, this is you're missing it. We're big picture right now. We're trying to go yeah. and help a lot of people. And, you know, you talk about other companies, yep. uh, a lot of people there. I mean, Tough Mudder had an activation. We had uh, the Tough Mudder guys there. I understand that they're part of our company now. But mm-hmm. uh, Sam, good buddy of mine, Sam from Savage Race, he was there checking yeah. us out. And I was talking to him about the procedures. You know, this is really become one of those OCR United things uh, where, you know, we're all in this to get the industry off the ground safely and when it's ready, but Agreed. we're all primed and ready. And I had a good conversation with Sam um, in in the festival area, which of course had nobody in it because we were telling everyone they had to be out in 30 right. minutes. Um, and there was no showers, which was a big change. A lot of people complaining about that. Well, not a lot of people, the people who didn't read any of their emails. <laughs> right. There's always a few. But um, yeah, overall, it's, it's it's a great thing, and yeah, I wish uh, Savage Race all the best. I think they're looking forward to trying to pull off Illinois next. I think Sam said. Yeah, I think Illinois in yep, July Chicago. is hopeful. Yeah, I mean, I I hope they do it. You know, I mean, I hope we all do it safely. That's the thing. I got to keep emphasizing that before someone takes my words. He's yeah. just trying to get us all. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, and you know, it's. 
it's a fluid thing and it's changing week by week and it's exciting to see that there's at least you know something happening now so absolutely yep. light of the tunnel i hope god we all hope so uh Garfield, <laughs> thank you so much for your time here on the show today absolutely cheers guys bye-bye thanks wash your hands just so many good people in this sport i love talking to good people in the sport it's a lot of good people and a lot of people who are really invested in its success, you know, and passionate but, about it. Like the absolutely. three guys that we had on this episode, you know, one's got a podcast about it. One has an Instagram video like every single freaking day where he's doing his workouts with you. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, I don't think uh, Gar- anybody can tell better dad jokes and then go out there and just work his butt off like Garfield. <laughs> well, I don't think there's been somebody in the sport you know, with the longevity that Garfield has with the diversity. I mean, he's pretty much worked in every aspect of OCR and, you know, that kind of knowledge and that kind of experience, like that's awesome. Yeah, it it is absolutely awesome. And to see these guys all get to take different roles during this one weekend together. That's cool. That's really, uh, what uh, but i'm still standing by what i'm saying to hear garfield say in his last bit there where you know 3000 they think they could do i could see that mm-hmm. but i still stand by kind of like the jody i approach like man i'm seeing like dragons back and i'm seeing these rigs i don't see how i can slam 7000 open waivers through something like that well i mean and but you know time will tell you know, oh, we've yeah, got, absolutely. Time you know, will we've tell. Got It'll tons evolve of time. since then. Yeah, we've got tons of time between now and then, and who knows what the sport and what the world's going to look like. But for now, you know, one race at a time, and exactly. we'll, we'll see how it goes. What you, Do you have an, a race coming up, or do you have anything going on? <laughs> I have a race coming up. Um, <laughs> or what are you oh hoping for next? Uh, what, what am I hoping for next? What do I want to do? Okay, so realistically, are, have you started to figure out your season, Leah? I'm trying to. I think so. I mean, I've got Holding a your plan. <laughs> I've, I've got a plan based upon what I'm thinking is going to be available out there. So until okay. So what's your canceled. next one? Because you raced this past weekend. I did. I did a local trail race this past weekend. It was a local um, 5K. Um, it went mm-hmm. really well. I took third for my age group. Good for um, you. But it was it was nice. It was my first post COVID experience. Um, but is and then I am going um, back to St. Louis next weekend for an event, another trail race. It seems like okay. the trail races are are picking up, so yep. I'll be doing that. But then my next official like OCR on the books that hasn't been yet canceled, I believe, is back-to-back weekends with Highlander and Indian Mud Run in all. See, that's my game plan right now. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm doing this year is I'm actually giving myself some time here to plan some things out. Now, I'm considering going over before before I go into anything else here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call out a local here. Um, okay. Mud Ninja will be having their race this year. Yeah, I saw that. You know, Mud Ninja is one of those things. It's funny because, like, when, when the sport blew up, everybody was about the Mud Ninja because of the swords. And, like, yep. the, the competition there. It was there, a small it was nuts. I mean, like, that was crazy. It was crazy. The people that were coming out to get the swords. And then like, as, as the years went by 
and most people got their swords. We haven't really heard a whole lot about Mud Ninja, you but know, to know they're got there. crazy in other competitions. Yep. They're, they're still there. They're still holding a race with, you know, like a few thousand people there regularly. Yeah. Um, but like, man, those first years with the swords, like you would have a local race. The fields would be packed with people camping. You would have 3,000, 3,400 oh, yeah. people there. And, like, the talent. It was insane. Like, I mean, yeah. I remember going there thinking, oh, I'll easily get a sword. This is a little local nothing. Please. No, man. <laughs> like, things got hairy out there at the Mud Ninja. For um, sure. When is that things, one? Do we? Do you know the so date that off is, the top? Yep, July 25th, the Mud Ninja will be happening over in um, basically the Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton area. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it's like for me, I think it's like three and a half hours. Um, it's it's in the middle of freaking nowhere at this guy's farm. They've got an RV park there and everything. Yeah. And it's a fun course. Um, tons of it's a great course. It's a great race. It's, it's um, hometown OCR with like hand, like homemade fun. Four miles, tons yep. of freaking obstacles. Um, but there are some changes. One, there's going to be no beer at the race. Right. So I'm reading this right off their site right now. No beer. Okay. Everybody can choose between a chocolate milk or, you know, water. Um, no beers, people aren't hanging around. Um, no communal showers, no showers at all. Um, That's a muddy course too. So if you do go prepare, bring stuff, bring Mm -hmm. stuff with you to to swap yourself out at your car. That's, that is my best advice to you. Yeah, that's a very, very muddy, dirty It's the muddiest course I've ever been on in my entire life. Probably, probably one of them. Um, One of them for sure. Easily. Um, you know, of course not anything new here six foot distance mm-hmm. um um ninjas won't have change so no change bring 15 bucks for parking so bring that in cold hard cash <laughs> um awards will be collected individually at the awards station there will be no high noon awards ceremony like they've done yeah. before so no awards ceremony but there will be awards that's how it um, was at my last at the weekend the one yeah, that i did this past weekend i had the results you just show up they give it to you Yep, and that's what they're going to do at noon there, too. It'll be tallied at noon. Mm-hmm. Um, limited food vendors, so not a lot of hanging around. Um, mm-hmm. Additional starting lanes to reduce. They, now, one of the big things there at Mud Ninja is you have to complete everything on your own now. Um, yeah, no in the helping. Past, in the past, there has been helping because, there. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like a freaking 13-foot wall out there. The Autism yeah. Speaks wall out there. And, I mean... If you can standing jump 13 foot on a yeah, slick surface, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but they are going to modify it this year to make it so everything is being able to be done, each person. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, bring your waivers and and that, and things are things are go. I'm assuming um, there's probably going to be a cap. So if you're listening to this and you're wanting to do it, check it probably out. Probably should sign up before it caps out. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great race. It's a great, great time. You know, good people there, good mm-hmm. people over at Mud Ninja. Um, check it out after that really. So that's late July. Mm-hmm. Um, if I decide to go, I may go to that one just, just to get out in the mud with some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we've got Highlander dark ages. Yep. Then we've got after that Indian mud run back to back there. And then, um, realistically, I, you know, I've thought about West Virginia, um, but who knows what the world's going to look like by then. Yeah, I'm, I, I think planning out to August as of right now is far enough, and we'll get there and see how it goes. And that's kind of where I'm at, too. There's still, from what we've heard, OCRWC is really, really the next big one there. Yep. Um, but I'm taking this time to, like, 
kind of reassess myself mm -hmm. and see if there's like some things that I want to do. Um, so I'm actually plotting out one really, really long run here. So I'm, I've, I went out and found a new trail here near my house. Yeah. You that mentioned I'm that was close. Freaking them. I'm in love with it. It's, it's, it's what I consider like the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. It's like right at 700 gain, right at five miles, all trail. Nobody goes there. Super private, 300 acres back in some valleys. And I was like, nice. Yeah, man, I can get behind this. So I'm going to take some friends there here later this week. We're going to meet up okay. there. Um, but it made me go back to this one, one run I want to try to do. What's that? And it'll be an ultra run. Um, but I would love to nab time on Tecumseh okay so the Tecumseh here in Indiana goes from uh, it goes from Morgan Monroe State Park it's like 4,000 elevation gain and it's like 40 miles okay and I think I want to just I think I want to try and knock it out in a day like I hear in the next year or so and get myself pulled back to where I need to properly be um, and thank you to everybody that's been reaching out to me. Don't think I'm going crazy right now I'm slowly putting myself back into my <laughs> workouts and stuff I'm taking my time I'm doing it right. I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of people asking me, like, should you be doing that right now? Like, mm. I, I posted the other day, like, I was like, yeah, man. Oh, I ran, like, I ran seven last night. Right, And right. I was like, oh, it felt so good to get outside and, and do something. And everyone's like, should you be running seven miles? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. We're, we're easing back in. It'll be okay. Um, but I have learned a ton about my body through all this. So thank you to everybody okay. that's been reaching out. So, so yeah, that's really what I've got right now. And yeah. it sounds like, realistically, we don't have anything Spartan race until West Virginia now. Yeah, it doesn't and sound like at, at least nothing for sure. Utah. Yep. So, what a year. What a fun, fantabulous yep. year. Yep. I should build well. a deck. <laughs> well, we are all just kind of hanging in there and taking it slow. And, you know, it's awesome to start seeing the posts from people getting back out there and getting their runs Absolutely. in. and you know, getting back together safely. So, you know, we'll just all hang in there together. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add to this episode, Leah, before we, you know, hang it up for the week? No, I think that's about it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, if you, if you like what you hear, we've been really working hard these past couple of weeks to kind of bring some, some new content to y'all. If you can take a couple minutes and drop us a review, we would greatly we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Um, share it if you like it, um, feedback and any ideas, we're always open to hear them. Absolutely. It's, you know, we, we love the sport, we love the people and we love that community and it's, it's important to us. Yep. If you're not already following us, the show has an Instagram at the dot supercast on Instagram. You can follow me at OCR Leah or and Jacob. I'm just as Brosecker. Um, yeah, I guess that's all we've got here. Until until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Wanna be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.